Can you guys stop swearing? I have children over here. Next time you swear, I'm gonna call the cops. Ah, uh, fuck yourself. Yeah, and your fucking kids. <laughs> Please don't fuck children. Frankie Feathers does not. Oh, wait, he's not here. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... There's some old school reference for you for board wrestling fan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sounds like a normal show to me. Let's do this. Yep. <laughs> hey, a weird show would be Joe if you awake. <laughs> that would be a weird we're show. To, we're trying to get Joe to eat a sandwich, G. <laughs> yeah. Sandwich posts and shit. Right on. It's funny is I, I just watched that video the other day that I, I sent you guys a couple of years ago of me eating the sandwich. I don't remember what you're talking about at all. <laughs> I remember there was some sort of something about eating a sandwich, but I forgot. I didn't know you sent us the video. A couple... Oh, if you, yeah, I drift that. Okay, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Craziness. Yeah, I titled it Three and a Half Minutes with Think So Joe, and I sent it to uh, to uh, Maven Fan. <laughs> ah, our favorite little troll. It was the equivalent of the Invader Zim episode where Zim just waffles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Nah, I gotta go food shopping after I leave here. <laughs> Yeah. There's like nothing in the house. <laughs> God damn it. Why do you eat food? Damn it. I know, right? It'd be yeah, so I much easier. I, <laughs> I might I might I, I might go buy some dinner. Wegmans. Mom, we're out of pizza rolls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of ordering uh from the local pizzeria after the show. Because food. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Two weeks off and this is all we got, folks. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know. It's going to be the exact same thing that we normally have. Well, you know, I went to right, like Joji and I loved the last episode. Joji and I did pr talked pretty much throughout the entire episode. We did. And didn't really have much. I, I went to, uh, like, four concerts since the last time we were on the air, and at every single one of them, there was at least one person in a wrestling shirt, and most of them were Bullet Club t-shirts. And I'm wearing one right now. What's that? Speaking of which, I'm wearing one right now. <laughs> so I was at the Less Than Jake show, and there's this, this like, fat fucking Bullet Club mark in, a, in, a, in an elite t-shirt, right? And... Um, I'm 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 talking to my girlfriend, explaining to her like the Bullet Club and like the elites, and I I, uh, you know, basically said loudly enough for this guy to hear me, like fuck the Young Bucks and fuck Kenny Omega, and this guy just like looked like he was about to cry, <laughs> like dude, you know, like were you doing your best Jim Cornette impression? <laughs> I might as well have been. <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute. A fat guy wearing a Bullet Club t-shirt? No way. <laughs> Somebody posted a couple of shots from the Ring of Honor show uh, last night, and they had 
put on there that you could not have created a better parody of an indie wrestling fan audience. Every fucking one of them was in Bullet Club and Elite shirts, <laughs> and they all were exactly the kind of person that you would imagine that you would see wearing said shirt. <laughs> and I mean, it was, it's the Hammerstein Ballroom and it's full and it's just nothing but this. And, you know, those of us who watch other stuff were like, oh God, this is frightening. But, you know, it, it's not a parody if it's always true. <laughs> Meanwhile, I... there was someone in the corner wearing an LIJ shirt. <laughs> One person. I was actively looking uh, at the Anthrax concert. I was actively looking for people in Bullet Club t-shirts because it's like there's got to be one somewhere, and I didn't see any. I saw I saw a woman in a Brock Lesnar t-shirt, uh, and then the next day, one of my friends posted a picture of her her boyfriend with the uh, drummer from Killswitch Engage, and her boyfriend is wearing a Bullet Club hoodie. <laughs> God damn it! Of course there was one. How I missed it, I have no idea, <laughs> but it was there. Yeah, I don't know how you missed such a large target like that. She did. Yeah. Uh, with with so many people being the elite, do we really have an elite anymore? Right. That's a head scratcher. Now, like if it, now, if it becomes the norm, then what's the elite? <laughs> Ryback fans. No. <laughs> no. No, oh, Joe. They, they are. Oh. I'm listening. No, no, go. I coaster. You guys, coaster. Coaster's comment was more pertinent to what you guys are talking about. I, I'll wait till you guys are done with it. Oh, you just you mentioned Ryback fans. I was like, well, they are one percent. <laughs> Feed him more. Okay, so Joe, why, why, why am I calling you Van Venom? <laughs> oh God! Uh, <laughs> so because I, I, guess you. Yeah, you know, I, I know. Uh, I know. I know who, and I know why. <laughs> I, uh, I, aside from Slat Rock and WrestleMania, I voice a channel called Wrestling Is Life, and this guy always gives me characters to play, particularly one called Van Venom, and I. Like can't stand being Van Venom because it's like okay you know that that gives me like okay he gave me a character name that gives me an excuse to not be me because I'm me on two other wrestling channels so who the fuck wants to hear me on a third one right so I'm Van Venom and you're listening to you know you're watching one of our unbelievable videos and fucking I hate doing that goddamn voice I wish I never did it in the first place <laughs> I was talking about it on the uh, on the other podcast. And she's been like, oh, Van Venom ever since. Like, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, I hate the character, not the person. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Got to keep it rough. Well, he is the person, so I'd be slightly worried if he hated himself. <laughs> yeah. I, he gave me one and, and like, it started like, I'm the paparazzo. I'm like, yes, I don't have to be this fucking Van Venom guy anymore. And then the very next one, I'm Van Venom. Like, God damn it. <laughs> well, I mean, you could an H. John Benjamin and just be the same voice and everything. I could. Yeah, like me. 
slight variations. <laughs> that's why I can't stand Bob's Burgers, man. He's like, God damn it, that's the fucking gym coach from home movies. Archer. <laughs> yeah, I watched Archer and I'm like, it's the same fucking guy. <laughs> that's not uncommon with voice acting, though. <laughs> like when we were kids, like a lot of those cartoons had like a bunch of the same voice actors, like Starscream and uh, Cobra Commander. Sure. And there was like a gummy bear dude who did Garfield. And some other voices too. So I don't know, man. Yeah, it's nothing new. Yeah, isn't, wouldn't the, didn't one of the guys didn't the Bill Murray? Wait, wait, what? Oh, that in the movie. Yeah. yeah, the cartoon yeah. though they had a cartoon. Oh, wasn't wasn't the wasn't one of the one uh, didn't one didn't the Garfield guy also do one of the Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters, yeah. No, I was you hundred percent right. Yeah, totally. Just did. like um, James Avery, who also played the Shredder, was also one of the voices I think in 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 the in one of the in in, the, in one of the Ghostbuster cartoons. I'm not sure if he was all in every episode, but I know I heard one of his voices too. <laughs> But I mean, we're yeah. talking about guys who who actually try to kind of vary their voices. But when it comes to H. John Benjamin, he is the same fucking character in every show. Like, it's the exact, like, he doesn't even try to, like, act. He just talks like H. John Benjamin. That's probably why he gets work. I mean, it's not a bad <laughs> Yeah, the answers in in the criticism of why he's always the same is they probably tell him they want that voice. So, sure, that bastard. How dare he make money? <laughs> hey, I don't begrudge him for making money. It's just like that's why I can't get into these shows is because it's like, like that's the gym coach from home movies. I'm supposed to take him seriously as a uh, you know. Well, you got caught in some of these jobs because you're the guy from Slot Rock, right? I got uh, no. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. No, I got uh, I, I got WrestleMania because I was making fun of WrestleMania on Twitter, and he didn't realize I was the Slat Rock guy until like uh, three videos in. So no, I didn't. I, I didn't get that job from Slat Rock. Maybe it'll be Van Venom. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Hey, we want you to do an entire series based on Van Venom. And then I gotta sit there and talk like this for half an hour every week. Well, well you know something, dude. You know, I invented that that character, too. You, you know, even I, I, invented, I invented Venom back, back way back when, you know, I thought Spider-Man was getting kind of lame. And I was like, you know, he needs, he needs, some, he needs an enemy. You know, he, I'm just gonna, like, put Venom. And then Van Venom came along because, you know, I decided to drive a van, brother. <laughs> a van Venom, brother. Just just email the WWE and say you're pretending to be Vic Venom. <laughs> then then that guy will get sued and you won't have to be the character anymore. Or Van Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You are now Van Hammer and fucking Vince Russo's love child. <laughs> Van Venom or whatever the fuck oh. he did. Oh, the, the booking just writes itself. Oh no, as soon as I got the Van Venom, I'm like, fuck, man, that's like two letters off from Vince Russo. <laughs> fuck. You know, what's, you know what's funny is I have the same writer for all three channels. 
Did the guy Wait. happen to ever try to rob a bank? Yes, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I was going to say, G, G works for you in all three of your shows? No. <laughs> Is that why the delivery is the same on all three channels? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually did just watch like the most recent Flat Rock video earlier. But you're welcome. Sweet. I don't even know what the most recent one was. Uh, it was like 18 hours ago or something like that. It was the, the Vincent Man. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know when you recorded it. It was a few days ago. I got another one I got to do right after the show. I don't know what it is. I haven't even looked at it yet. <laughs> yeah. I just did a WrestleMania last night, too, so I don't know when that's coming out either, but... Did another WrestleMania. I'll let you guys know when the next Van Venom video comes out. Well, you know, if the yes, character so gets popular... comments about how much we love this character and want to see it come back. Yeah, if the character gets popular enough with that dude, then you can fucking hold him up for money like Jeff Jarrett, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I'll go into the Wrestling is Life Hall of Fame. Just don't go try right. to over on your own. <laughs> At the very least, you can aim for the WrestleCrap Hall of Fame. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Van Venom will show up on Impact Wrestling. <laughs> what's Car Carson do? Uh, what's Car Poison doing in the Impact Zone? Yeah, I was trying to think of one too. <laughs> yeah, I had to be one. Got it. Five points to Joe. <laughs> I don't know. Impact is poison as it is. <laughs> A lethal dose, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because that's an angle we all want to remember is NWO and WWE <laughs> with the reveal he turns around and it's just shittily painted on a chair <laughs> yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna inject poison Bad NWO. I remember. I remember seeing that, and I'm like, "No, come on, really? Do you have to?" It would look better if they would have put like if they would have just put a like one of the NWO T-shirts over the back of the chair or something. Like he just turns around and somebody had like painted it like poorly. <laughs> like how do you fuck that up? Oh, well. I don't know. Dr drugs, maybe. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Usually a good answer. It was WWE in the early 2000s. Yeah. I think it was Take Your Child at Work Day and Hogan brought in his kids and like, yeah, paint this chair. <laughs> hey, back then, back then, brother. Um, Brooke was trying to be an artist, not, not a singer, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and, it went and it went over equally as well. Well, you know something, brother. First, first you, you, you first you you fail. You keep failing until you until you have enough money to make sure you you stop failing, brother. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> ah well, what you gonna do? Well, Moon Fan says the NWO was awful and it only got worse. Well, which which NWO the WCW one or the WWE one? Because WCW wasn't wasn't bad at first. Well, no, well they had a bunch of incarnations in WCW though. That was when it got worse. I think that's when because I think it was it was good at first, and then when they decided they were going to let everybody in there, and then they decided branching off into Wolfpack and you know. Well, I mean, every every incarnation of the NWO got worse. Like it started, like they all started off okay, and then it's like, oh shit, now that guy's in it. <laughs> like, yeah. And the WWE one was like, oh look, Kevin Nash tore his quad again. Here's Booker T and Shawn Michaels. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, I guess NWO is interesting enough to keep the conversation going. Yeah, right. Before <laughs> life. <laughs> well. All right. Well, see you next week, guys. Yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, here we go. We got Maven fans' favorite NWO moment. Well, when was it? Maven? When Maven showed up? Let's see. Maven was in the NWA too. Who knows? Everybody was in at one point. I think I was. Yeah. That cameraman who won the uh, Royal Rumble that one year was in there too. <laughs> yeah, Pretty there's a, there, there's my NWO promo picture was in my on this day, like six years ago. So I, I'm curious what the. Oh, it, it wasn't. It was. I thought I was gonna say Maven. I was gonna say my favorite NWO NWO moment moment was when they beat up Flair in a field and a trucker took him to the arena. <laughs> Mine was when Kevin Nash pile 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 um pile Ray Mysterio into the trailer side of the trailer. <laughs> the infamous lawn dart. Yep. <laughs> That's what he gets for being small. <laughs> hey, I love that. I hear Mr. Ray Mysterio then too. <laughs> yeah, I wish I got a Men Extends discount on it. <laughs> I was just looking at you guys' comments now. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I didn't get that. You're a promo guy. Yeah. Male enhancement guy. <laughs> Does that make me enhancement talent? Yes. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised I can't find results for purchase Ray Mysterio Wanderts online. <laughs> <laughs> it just occurred to me I've never actually walked. Huh. Ah, that that seems like a given, man. Maybe we should start our own store. I know the fidget spinner is still a bit out, 
but I, I, I really do think the, the Booker T spinner in his bitches spinner is money. Yeah, well, oh, we have God, we yes. had a PWF star, didn't we, Joe? We, we did, yeah. It was through oh, Amazon, sure. and then like Amazon shut down their uh, like their their uh, affiliate stores, or at least ours. I don't know if it was everybody's, but I know ours doesn't work. <coughs> oh, it doesn't work, huh? Yeah. So it is Kevin Nash endorsed. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, no one's selling the Booker T thing either. Jesus Christ. You make some make a couple nipples, boys and girls. Oh yeah. American nipples are worth like five hundred bucks here. <laughs> yeah. What you gonna do? What you gonna do, dudes and dudettes, when 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 John Tapper comes bar hopping on you? <laughs> what you gonna do for a Klondike bar? That's a that that would be a uh, natural. Uh, <laughs> he wouldn't like them though, because they combine black and white things. Mm. <laughs> Oh, maybe fan. Here we go. When Hulk gave BB Ray, Virgil, etc., the leadership of the NWO, black and white. Well, actually, dude, brother, dude, Jack, the NWO was black and white, so I'm 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 not racist. <laughs> well, yeah, brother. I never said anything about it. I wasn't filmed. I wasn't filmed having sex, brother. That was a hidden camera, brother. It only counts if you know you're being filmed, brother. Sure, Hulk. <laughs> Terry Bollea doesn't have a 10-inch penis. Hulk Hogan does. <laughs> he actually said that in court, folks. Look it up. Yep, he was made to yeah. say that legally. <laughs> Wow. No, Star-Lord, you do not promote Michelob Ultra. Bad (laughs) Star-Lord. I mean, who would promote that shit? <laughs> I, they have Star Lord promoting it. Uh, <laughs> it's on a commercial. He's standing in front of a mirror like Nicola Ultra. Hell, you give me enough money, I'll promote it. <laughs> I mean, true, you'll do anything for five bucks. Yeah, <laughs> that truckload of money men extends pulled up pulled up to my door. <laughs> That makes sense. Yeah, that paid you paid for the site for what half a year. <laughs> I'm sure Manic Stens probably paid for the site for half a month. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, Laura. I mean, Maven fan. I'm, I mean, uh, ah, fucking 
it's been two weeks, sorry. Those nitro parties were were were, were awesomely stupid. Uh huh. Phil looks at you. Show us videos of your nitro parties. Oh God, I remember those. <laughs> We never had a nitro party. We always just watched it together. Or me and my friends watched it together. We just never actually, we didn't have a party. <laughs> my nitro party was essentially me just watching Raw. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> we used to kind of have parties we, when we won the pay-per-views happened. We'd watch the pay-per-views and we'd get like, <laughs> we'd spend like a hundred bucks getting, you know, a whole bunch of freaking food, you know. Uh, being when you're young and living with your parents and you're like, you have expend way more expendable money then. Mm -hmm. uh, but, um, yeah, that, we, we never dressed up for any of that shit, but <laughs> you know, you just buy all this food and eat like half of it. I mean, like, what? talked about having one, but the reality of our Monday nights was we would all, uh, myself, my brother, and his friend Dave would go over to our house. We'd hang out in my brother's room. We would watch the first hour of Nitro, then turn the channel and watch all of Raw, and then watch the repeat of Nitro and get all the rest of it. So we're watching between five and six hours on a Monday night and just going back and forth between them. And that was pretty much how everything went. And we would talk about doing a nitro party just because we thought they were so incredibly stupid we were like oh we could do that but <laughs> nobody ever really bothered making it happen so uh yeah we never did that and no maven fan i'd never paid for a wcw pay-per-view my friend had what was called back in the day at the scrambler box so we watched all the pay-per-views for free so no we i never paid at our for... buddy's house would refer to it as free purview. <laughs> but no, I never like actually... had the same thing. Yeah. Well, we had two different things. Back in the early the back in the early days of cable folks, they were they were a lot easier to hack and get free shit. So my cable the first cable box we had, um my 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 um stepdad brought it over to my uncle's house and he wired it so we got all the pay channels and the paper and and pay per view for free. So I got to watch all of those for free when I was a kid, and then when I got to be older and older teenager, they they had gotten smart and they stopped doing that. You know, they 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 got got rid of all those boxes, but they, they still had the, the scramblers, and that's how my, my my one friend had the scrambler. So we that's how we watched our pay per views until I was like eighteen, nineteen, and then by then I was like not watching WCW. So I did. Pay, I will admit I paid for for for. WWF pay-per-views <laughs> from like 1997 to like 2000 or something, but no, I didn't watch pay for any WCW pay-per-views. See, in uh, around 2000, I had the uh, we had the cheater card for the satellite dish, so you got like all of the fucking channels that Directv offered, <laughs> like 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 everything. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and all the free pay-per-view and all that shit. So it was like. You know, WrestleMania 2000, they did, like, the all-day thing, and it was, like, 100 bucks or what the fuck ever. I'm like, ah, I'm going to watch it, it for 35. free. Was it? I don't fucking like, know. No, 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 no. It was 40. It was 50. It was 50. That's right. right. I remember because I got fucked on it. I didn't get fucked on it. Um, They didn't. 
it didn't start at 12, and then it, it was supposed to start at 12. And of course, uh, with my cable, they, they didn't, didn't start at 12. And of course, they were having trouble getting it started, and it didn't start to like three or four. So they, they just charged me for, for, for the regular WrestleMania price of like 35 bucks. You heard it here, folks. JT got fucked on pay-per-view. <laughs> I didn't, really didn't get fucked because I still I didn't have to. I got still. I didn't get get the whole. I didn't get the whole thing, but they didn't charge me for it all. So. Oh, good. I didn't they pay for me for the regular. What was that? I didn't pay for any of it. <laughs> uh, as a kid, I never watched. Uh, got to watch any of the pay per views. I didn't, like, you know, get them. I just watched them like in, you know, scrambled, and I got to hear the commentary back when, you know. They would actually call matches. That's what I used to do too, actually. Yeah. And every once in a while, you can get to see a glimpse of the ring. <laughs> There's like memes of like scrambled content, and it's like kids today will never know what was on this channel. And I'm just like, <laughs> that's how I used to watch wrestling pay per views. Like, you just listen to them, because, yeah, back in the day, they used to actually call matches. <laughs> mm-hmm. We had that one video channel. I don't remember. I, I don't know if everybody had it. We had that one video channel that was on free TV. It was on uh, not on cable, but it never came in clear. It was always staticky, but you had to just, you'd just turn it on and leave it on. But you had to wait for someone to call the, to, um, to um, request the video they wanted to see. And you you just leave it on for like hours on end, maybe see like two videos. <laughs> I forgot what that was called. I just remember we used to, that's what we used to do. And like and then like I said, it was ne- it never came in clear. It always was like fuzzy. It always had it had a snow. It had the snow. It was snowy, but like you could see it. It wasn't. It wasn't like you know like the pay channels where it was all like blurry. But you had like the um. You, 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 it would look normal, and it just it just looked like it had the snowy feel to it. Every video was informer. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> Almost, it, it, sometimes I think I saw like like I said in the time I watched it, you, like you might watch like I might I, I think the time the amount of times I spent watching I might have spent like saw like three videos on it. <laughs> Uh, you missed the joke. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. Every, it was all snowy, so it was informer. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Kill Switch Engage sucks live. <laughs> that is a hot take, sir. Yeah. They owned it the last, both times I saw it and looked. And of course, when I saw them the last time, they won the night. They came out to Wang Chung. <laughs> Dude, I was like so fucking bored watching them. I'm just like, come on. Do you guys have any other fucking songs than this one you've been playing for the last hour? <laughs> and it's like, it's like. I, I, I think you're confusing Kill Switch Engage with Fish. No, I'm not. It's like Kill Switch Engage, they want to be Pantera, except the only thing that they know how to do is pinch harmonics. Well, I, I gotta say this. I'll say this. You know, when they had the one singer, when they had um, what's his name there, Howard Jones there, 
they were a lot better band than they do with the singer that they that the original singer and which is the guy they have now. That was the you know, sentiment that I got I, when I expressed that I was not pleased with Killswitch Engage was, oh, they were so much better before with the other singer. Uh, yeah. So I mean, like it's I just would in. talented singers make good bands. Yeah. I would not, uh, like, I, I wouldn't go out of my way to see them again. Like, if they were playing with somebody I really wanted to see, yeah, okay, sure, I'd sit through them again. But I wouldn't actually go out of my way uh, to uh, to see them again. But, yeah. So, I was... uh, yeah, but like I said, the second time I saw them was, with the, with, was the band you saw. And I, like I said, it was... I thought it was fun. I thought it was great. I thought they were awesome. And like I said, they came out to they came out to everybody Wang Chung tonight. It was freaking. They they all came out. They did this like goofy walk around the stage, and they they just they killed it for like an hour or hour and a half or however long they played. But it was, it was I thought it was really good. I, I know their last album. I wasn't a big fan of. I wasn't a big fan of their last album anyway. But um, you know, I just you know. But then again, maybe it's just. You know, teach each their own. Uh, well, maybe when you saw them, they still had passion for what they were doing. The only one that looked like he wanted to be there was the uh, one guitar player. <laughs> like, the rest of them are just like, yeah, we're here. Let's play this fucking show and get out of here. <laughs> yeah, true. So, I don't know. I mean, like, that was a that was a chunk of it. It's like... Like, because, like... Whenever they would, like, change guitars, they'd keep the lights on, but nothing was going on. Except, like, the singer's over by the drum kit, like, wiping his face down, and the guitar players are getting their guitars. Whereas most bands will turn the lights off if they're not going to say anything in between, like, you know, gear change or whatever. So it was just like, you, you can acknowledge us or something, you know? <laughs> like, like I, I don't know, I just, I wasn't into them. I, I felt like they had, like, no stage presence whatsoever other than the one guitar player who looked like he was having a good time and was happy to be there, you know? Mm -hmm. well sometimes you get that sometimes you get that with bands you get bands you know that you, you go see a band and you don't feel like they're they're doing a good job and you know you want to say that online and they're oh, oh they've always been good whenever i you know you say, oh, they've always been good when i've seen them <laughs> i i seem to get the misfortune of getting bands that are supposedly really good live on shit shows like i i've heard 30 seconds to mars is really good but the two times i've seen them they've been fucking awful <laughs> So I don't know. Maybe it's just my my bad luck. I mean, Anthrax was great and Havoc were were great. I just wasn't. Uh, I just couldn't get into Kill Switch. You hate music. I totally hate music. Now. <laughs> that's why I went, that's why I went to four shows in the last week. Did you start chanting CM Punk at the band? <laughs> no i didn't but i was like hey yeah that i know that song's not the last song because i know this one <laughs> it's just, i don't know i just wasn't into him i don't know maybe it was uh, maybe i just caught him on a bad sh a bad show yeah it might have been towards like the tail end of the tour and they're could be. I don't know. Anthrax still killed it. <laughs> or maybe it was like the beginning of the tour and they're still trying to like, you know, still trying to get like uh, kind of dialed in to 
what they're doing. Yeah. Beginning and end of tours, it's usually kind of spotty. I don't know. Anthrax was great. So. <laughs> well, it's because Anthrax is Anthrax is always on tour. They're never not on tour. This is true. <laughs> when, when 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 Joey Belladonna is not at touring with Anthrax on days off of Anthrax, he he's back in Central New York doing doing Chief Joey Belladonna's Chief Big Way, where he plays drums and sings. <laughs> so, like I said, those guys are never not on tour. So those guys are always ready. And like, I don't, I'm not a hundred, I'm not sure if that guy's got a, is, he's got a wig on his head or if it's that shit's all real. He, it's, I was wondering the so same talented. thing. Well, I've met, I, I've been met, I met him live up in person. And I'm like, I'm still, still wondering, like, <laughs> is that real or is that just a way? Because it's like, you see him, if you see him, it just bounces. The hair just bounces. It's so, it's so cool. But yeah. it's, it's just a, huh? We got up at the bleachers to watch, to watch Anthrax, because, like, it was the end of the show. I was just, uh, and, like, it was the fourth show in a week for me. And I'm just like, you know, my girlfriend's sister's like, do you guys mind if we sit down? I'm like, no, nah, that's cool. Let's go sit down. So we went and sat down, and I'm just watching Anthrax. And, the, like, you know, like, I'm I'm enjoying the show, but most of my thoughts are going towards, that's a wig, right? <laughs> like, 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 nobody's hair looks like that. <laughs> I don't know. You never know. Some people, you know, you know, they take care of it. You know, they still... Like I got, I, you know, I'm I'm sitting on top, and I know someone who's, you know, I, I, my night jobs dude's like four years older than me. He's got fucking full every full nice full head of hair. <laughs> Never, you know, it could be, but it's possible that fucking he, that's just just he still got the same head of hair he had in the eighties. It could be. I don't know. <sighs> could be. Guys like you know Baron Corbin, whose hairline is receding further and further. <laughs> <clears throat> well, you know, brother, you just uh, you can cover that up. You just gotta wear a bandana. <laughs> yeah, brother. Well, they already got him wrestling in a t-shirt. Right. <laughs> cover up that fucking wonky ass belly button. <laughs> uh, isn't the scientific term uh, belly mouth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what distracted everybody from his hairline. Took that away from him. Forced to look like an unimpressed emoji. <laughs> well, it, it resembles my face when I'm watching him, so it all works out. <laughs> I'll, I'll give him credit for one thing: his uh, entrance music is fucking awesome. I do love that. That's the one that kind of sounds like fast forward. Yeah. I have no idea what it sounds like at all. <laughs> I haven't seen Baron Corbin wrestle in months. Yeah, I mean, like years maybe. I think I gave him a couple of matches in NXT and then it was like, you're done. <laughs> it's probably counting how long it took for him to squash the, his opponent. Yeah. Yeah, I remember watching those, but then they, they give him like time in the match. Somewhere along the lines of the first couple of those, it's just like, hi. And, and the crowd got fucking bored of him. Oh, the, the, the crowd was like so into him until like the first takeover match he wrestled. And then it's like, oh, why are we cheering for this guy? He sucks. <laughs> uh, I felt kind of, uh, 
I, I didn't like him in NXT for the longest time. And then I guess when he embraced his inner asshole and I thought, okay, you know, this coming out and not being able to wrestle, but just, you know, physically overpowering people smaller than you totally works with this. I can get behind that. And I liked him for a while and was apparently one of like three people, including his mom. But, you know, <laughs> he just kind of dried up and disappeared. And I, mean, I don't watch a whole lot of WWE anyway, so I didn't realize how long he'd been out of the picture. But they seemed to really be keen on him and then just dropped him. Yeah, I like I said, I haven't seen him wrestle in my like I've I've been basically sleeping through SmackDown every week. Well, they've hardly been trying to keep your attention. Yeah. Well, you know something, brother. I can keep <laughs> your attention, dude. Oh, I see. I see why you slept through SmackDown this week. Baron Corbin was in the first match. <laughs> well, that would explain it. <laughs> Knocked you right out. Yeah, no shit. I remember at the beginning, Cena did his little switcheroo thing. Mm. I'm going to go challenge the road to WrestleMania, yada, yada, Apple Doe or whatever. And then <laughs> Shane's like talking to him. And that's about all I can recall. Let's see if the review says anything important. Oh, fuck. I can't read. <laughs> I, I was waiting for Cena to lose on SmackDown and then find another way to get to WrestleMania, and he moved on to main event. <laughs> I, I needed to see him cut down and go on 205 Live. Uh, I, I'm gonna see. I wanted to see him go, go say fuck all and go to Shock on Saturday night. To bring back velocity just for him. No, I was thinking. I was thinking Sunday Night Heat. He'd appeal to, to uh, Stevie Richards. <laughs> Come on, man! You gotta get me on WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, I think I only saw that part. None of this looks familiar at all. But it, apparently, he wrestled AJ Styles again. Yeah, and he beat him. Yeah, so he, he's going to fast lane where he'll lose and then go face the Taker, or whoever. Yeah, I'm assuming that's still. I don't know why that won't happen. That's that's what the. <laughs> Unless I, oh, I guess Dallas Taker's hurt, but he's wrestled Mania to hurt before. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. That's uh, that's and my that's, sentiments exactly. Right, Mark, this was this is pretty awful looking. <laughs> or if they bring back fake Undertaker, <laughs> that'd be cool. There's there's. Raw happened, I think. I was inquiring, so sick this week, I have no idea. I'm still pretty inquiring, inquiring, Va inquiring Maven fan wants to know, is Van Venom scared that Cena might not be on Mania? No. Van Venom fears no man. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Shut that shit right down. Yeah, I, I remember what all happened because Roman Reigns got a totally, entirely legit shoot promo. Oh yeah, this is okay. Yeah, I was, I was, I was watching it. I was like, "Stop talking, Roman. You're making sense. I don't want to like you right 
It's like, yeah, he was saying something about him never bringing Paul Heyman out and talking and bouncing around every week. Well, you know, that's, I mean, he's got a good excuse. You can't have bring your dad to work day every week. <laughs> just can't do that. It'd get redundant. So, yeah, that was apparently well received, according to this. I think I watched some of this, but like, this work week's really a bar for me. I was really ill. I worked the whole shit through it, load through it. And then, uh, we got a lot of snow. So, it's been a fucking shit week. I can't yeah, actually get I, out of my car. I thought it was right a now. fine speech, but just, I'm tired of the fake shoot promos. Like, oh, yes, Roman Reigns is really going to get in trouble for saying this. Yes, I believe that, totally. He's really saying something he shouldn't right now. It, it definitely was a uh, pipe bomb level. That explains why I put those fucking squared circle jerk things in the uh, the notes. It must have been like on Monday or whatever. <laughs> at least with the pipe bomb, they did cut the mic at the end. They pretended it was a shoot. Did the Roman talk about uh, the McMahons or something? Or No, no, he just bitched about how... Uh, the story was that Brock Lesnar skipped the show. He was supposed yeah. to be on tour, and that he part skipped. I remember it was the Dana White photo that was circulated. Yeah, the Dana White photo was on Sunday. And yeah. Roman did bring that up, and he was like, I'm here every week, Brock Lesnar isn't. I'm tired of, being, of there being a part-time champion. I know you're tired of it as well. Yeah, it's the it's the Dwayne Johnson Cena. It was basically thing. yeah, it was basically the same promo Cena cut on Dwayne. But I mean, it, it, that's a not you can't fault them for using it. It's a pretty valid criticism that a lot of fans bitch about on all the time when the Lesnar's champion over the last. It is. I, I thought it was a really good promo. I just wish they didn't try and make it a shoot. If it hadn't been for that, I'd have been like, yeah, great, well yeah. done. But just pretending it's something it isn't just it mm-hmm. feel it makes it feel worse. Hey, fair enough. But the promo itself, the content, what he was saying, that was, yeah, it was same thing. A lot of people are saying it was bound to ingratiate him with some fans, and it really did actually. Yeah, he had some things to get off his chest. <clears throat> yeah, but not his chest protector. <laughs> oh. That's some news on that. It's shocking. Roman Reigns went off script and shooted. Here's the leaked. I think that's how you say it. Leaked. Leaked. That's what it is. Here's the leaked original script for the Roman Reigns truth promo. Ooh, ah, I am the big dog. This is my yard. Suffering succotash. Believe that. Truth. Point at WrestleMania sign. I just read that. So, yeah, I agree with Mark, you know. This, yeah, this, I think this from started off with uh, something along the lines of, I don't hate you, Brock. I don't even dislike you. I just <laughs> like you. I like you a hell of a lot more than I like most people in the back. <laughs> but, but Brock is a Paul Heyman guy. Yeah, right? <laughs> you can't rewrite that promo. It would fall apart pretty quickly. <laughs> you know who else is a Paul Heyman guy? You. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, of course, brother. Of course, I'm a Paul Heyman guy, brother. Whoops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> it would have been, it would have been cool if he uh, said, "Hey, Cole Cabana, how you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> I 
that's that's pretty much all I remember from Bro. Oh, I think Ronda was on again. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because uh Triple H punched Kurt Angle in the face. Oh yeah, and that became a great meme. Yeah, that's all I remember. Man of two watches. Oh, there was uh, the Ronda Rousey deal. That was the other big thing in that episode. I'm looking through the other shit. I I don't remember a lot of this being relevant. And then like Kurt Angle got punched in the face. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because that was memed. Yeah, uh, of course, I got the obligatory uh, Pantera. Album parody cover. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. I didn't see that either. Well, you know, oh, Pantera. <laughs> you even have to see it, you know. Oh, no, I know no. I don't need to see it. But... <laughs> yeah, I saw that last night for sure. Yeah, well, they're, uh, they're, they pretty much looks like they've set that as the mixed tag. So it's the, the the rock deal with this insurance in Hollywood, I, I would assume, is probably the most logical explanation why that didn't pan out there. But yeah, I'm happy with Kurt and there instead. Yeah, sure. You know, and here's another thing: the silver lining. Like again, a lot of people complaining about you know Ronda coming in and getting a title shot and the whole Alaska thing. Well, they've gotten around that. So, shrug. I mean. <laughs> People are still obviously complaining about it anyway. Of course. But, but I mean, that at least pres- you know, preserves those two angles unless they really go off of what they've established. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm still watching The Walking Dead, but I'm not that mad. So, <laughs> got to make sure I put that in there because that's what will happen. Is there anything else on Raw that was important? Again, I don't want to read all this. The head cold is making me illiterate. I really don't remember much like yourself. I've got illiterate now. Like I'm looking at just the matches, and there's a lot of mixed and Ray Wyatt or C. Slater for some reason. Yeah, that definitely didn't make the Hulu cut. That actually was to set up the rematch with Matt Hardy. Oh. <laughs> Wonderful. Because he beat... was locked for no reason. Is that basically the bet? He beat the crap out of Heath Slater and Rhino, and he was like, look what you made me do! You made me beat up these two innocent people! And basically indicated that the feud with Matt Hardy was, uh, that the Great War was not over. Oh, okay. That explains the the Wrestling Observer deal about that. That's supposed to happen at Mania, is the hot rumor. Yeah. They try to recreate that, uh, as long as they don't try to do what they did with like the Wyatt compound or mm-hmm. the house horrors. Exactly what came to my head. Yep. <laughs> if, if, if they went the route that TNA did with like the final deletion and all that, <laughs> that would be good. You do so, both. You do it from the Hardy com- You do it from the Hardy compound and then you finish it in the in Orlando. Like you know, that's only a ten minute drive, right? <laughs> <laughs> or you just host WrestleMania from the Hardy compound. Hell yeah, I'd watch that. If right if it's produced like Total Nonstop Deletion was. I'm just hoping Senior Benjamin prepares the 
Battlefield for Massacre. <laughs> oh, he will. It's Mania. He's gotta do it. Apparently, he was the one modeling Matt Hardy's shirts on the WWE shop, so, like, he's got a job there now. <laughs> and in the dark match, uh, King Maxwell pins uh, Drake Maverick. <laughs> rematch. It's gonna be the new 205 champion, dude. The new that guy's big like, baby. gotta make weight. Come on. <laughs> I think childhood obesity is a problem in America, but I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, Matt Hardy is a former cruiserweight champion, so. <laughs> Somebody bust out the chicken feet. <laughs> I, I say Matt Hardy is a former cruiserweight champion, but I was watching 205 Live and they're like, oh, TJP was the first ever cruiserweight champion. Like, no, no, no. Revisionist history. Like, like there was a cruiserweight championship before this one. <laughs> He's the first ever yeah. purple cruiserweight champion. Right. <laughs> they don't want to relive the days when Hornswoggle had it. <laughs> yeah, good say. Well, come on, a, a McMahon Hornswoggle had it. Okay, good. Was that before or after they revealed it to be Finley, though? After, I think. Is it after? I think. I had totally forgotten about the Vince McMahon thing until you mentioned it, and I am. It all comes flooding back. I'm like, oh, yeah, that <laughs> That's yeah. a while ago now. Yeah. That's like maybe a decade ago. Holy shit! Yeah, it was wasn't it? Because wasn't it supposed to be like Kennedy, and then like he he failed a drug test or some shit like yeah. that, and then they had to become Hornswoggle. That's when it became the running joke was Hornswoggle. That's the be was the beginning of the Hornswoggle was the solution to everything when they when they when they hit a hit a wall. So I, he just became the, <laughs> the the running joke. The raw anonymous GM. Yeah. <laughs> It was like a time hop post of mine where a few days ago where it was like somebody said, uh, you know, every story, every story has a beginning and an ending. And I said, oh, yeah, who was the raw GM, the anonymous raw GM? And it's like a couple of years later, I like shared it. And I'm like, turns out it was Hornswoggle. <laughs> Wasn't he behind GTV, too? I don't think that one was ever uh, resolved. But it's possible. Well, they never officially said anything. Everybody thought they knew what it was, but there was never... They dropped that, too. I still think it was RG. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was him all along. Yeah. I could see that. He was, he was now, just putting hidden what, cameras now. everywhere looking for animated GIFs to put up on the internet. And now, now it's now it's now now it's just become now Hornswoggle will just become an internet troll where he basically call, goes by the name of a um, Maven fan. <laughs> so I've heard uh, three different things for GTV as far as who was actually supposed to be the uh, who was actually supposed to be behind it. One was uh, Gold Dust. One was Tom Green. Yeah, I heard that one before too. And the other one was uh, Thrasher, Glenn Ruth, from the uh, from the Headbangers. <laughs> so who knows? Why the fuck not? Yeah, right. You yeah, give him something to do. 
Chaz is Chaz is doing his woman beater gimmick. Guess and guess who Maven fan said was behind GTV? Van Venom. No. Maven. I'll give you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out it was Muhammad Asana the entire time. They call you the big show? <laughs> yeah. <coughs> ah, fuck it. Break song time. What? Yeah. You GTV. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think I have some, like, Watchmen song, because it's good. You do? Yeah. So, we're playing the song, because I like it. Okay. Get it. It's the Watchmen All Uncovered Board Wrestling Fan Radio.
Board Wrestling Fan Radio. We're back. Episode 315. At least I'm back. Hi. Hi. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> okay. So, what's going on in New Japan? Uh, quite a lot, actually. The downtime after Wrestle Kingdom has pretty much ended the only extended break they really have. And they're about to kick into what is pretty much going to be the busiest time ever. Um, Tuesday is the annual anniversary show. Every March the 6th, they have an anniversary show that commemorates the first show that New Japan ever had, which was on March the 6th. And there's some important stuff going on there. The main event is going to be Okada versus Will Ospreay. <coughs> now, this is important for two reasons. First of all, it used to be kind of a tradition that the junior heavyweight champ and the heavyweight champ would fight the main event at the anniversary show. But they've let that go for several years. They haven't done it in a while. And so this is bringing back a tradition that a lot of people really, really miss. It's a cool thing to do because they've got such a strong dividing line between the weight classes. The other thing is that it ties into what could very well be one of the big overall stories going forward for the whole next year, and that is Jay White destroying everything. Um, if you have followed Switchblade Jay White since he won the U.S. title from Kenny Omega, he joins Chaos, but immediately begins instigating and immediately saying things like, why can't other guys in Chaos challenge Okada for the title? Why don't you guys, you know, demand that? You know, hey, you know, show and yo, why don't you challenge for Osprey's title? You know, why, why don't we do that? And he gets kind of shut down, but we're starting to see that people are thinking, huh, well, yeah, why not? Because, you know, Okada totally blew it off and was like, oh, well, we fight each other at G1 and it doesn't matter because I beat everybody anyway. But there's a long game here. And one of the things that is worthy of attention, if you listen to Jay White's entrance music, have you guys heard it? No. I'm assuming no. <coughs> okay. Go on YouTube and look for Jay White's entrance music. It's there somewhere. Somebody's posted it. There's a line in English that gets repeated over and over as a chorus. And it says, in 1961, I'll start another war. Well, I got curious. Why is that there? What does that mean? And so the history nerd in me kicked in, and a little bit of research later, I think I know what it means, and if I'm right, this is freaking deep. In January of 1961, Nikita Khrushchev made a famous speech to the United Nations, basically encouraging countries that had been colonized by bigger countries to break free, revolt, and 
declare their own independence, nationhood, uh, you know, national determinism, as it were, and pretty much implied that, oh yeah, the Soviet Union has your back, we'll help you. And that is a parallel to the idea of each individual wrestler in the faction essentially breaking out from underneath the thumb of Okada and Ghetto and that they should be looking out for their own best interests and doing their own thing and not bowing to the will of the champ. And that doesn't happen in American wrestling. If that's really what they're going for with that, that's pretty freaking amazing. And that's exactly what Jay White has been doing. He's a complete schismatic. He's breaking apart every faction he touches. He's, you know, prophetic with Bullet Club, and now it's happening with Chaos. And you know, a friend of mine proposed that that's actually the ultimate plan tying into why Okada won at Wrestle Kingdom, and that's a story I'll talk about another time because no one cares but me. But the idea that a year from now, only one faction in New Japan will be recognizable as it currently is, and that's LIJ. And the reason for that is from the very beginning, Naito has encouraged the members of LIJ to fight each other and challenge each other for titles, and they're the only faction in the company that does that. Suzuki Gun doesn't do it, Bullet Club didn't do it, Chaos didn't do it, Taguchi Japan is more of a loose so that kind of mind games is not going to work on LIJ he's going to have to try something else and so the whole idea that you know, this main event of Okada versus Osprey and it's not for a title it's just champ versus champ being kind of a step one in the process of chaos slowly falling apart you know, this is compelling stuff this could be a really big deal so that's the main event for the 46th anniversary show on Tuesday. Other big matches there. Suzuki is defending the Intercontinental title against Togi Makabe. And Makabe's always been a guy who's just kind of there for me. In Japan, he's probably the most famous outside of wrestling because he does all kinds of voice work. He does daytime shows. Uh, a lot of stuff with food, especially sweets. But, I mean, Makabe is more famous outside of New Japan Pro Wrestling than Tanahashi is, which is kind of a shocker. But yeah, as a wrestler, he's always been just kind of a guy to me. But a match against Suzuki could be pretty good because Makabe is a brawler. And that kind of fighting style could play really well with Suzuki. I don't think for a second he's going to win, but it could be really good. So that's the semi-main event. <coughs> uh, other matches on the anniversary show, Tai Chi versus Naito. Uh, Naito fought Tai Chi at the Kitaka and Tai Chi Mania show and kicked his ass as well he should. But Tai Chi has now officially come out as a heavyweight. He's left the junior division behind. He's ridiculously big to be a junior heavyweight anyway, kind of like Beretta in that regard. 
and Naito was the one who called him out on it. Like, I want to change some things, you know, come out as a heavyweight. You're a big guy, you know, do something like that. So Taichi attacked Naito following his last match, and he didn't just attack him. He used the cane to you know, get him around the throat, freaking dragged him down the stairs by the throat, all Phantom of the Opera-like. And so they're having a match, but on the one hand, it's you know, Tai Chi's you know, big debut as a heavyweight in a match with somebody of significance. But at the same time, Naito's not happy about it. His comment to Tokyo Sports was, you know, should a singles match with Tetsuya Naito be so cheap? He's kind of got a point, too. So he's really done nothing since losing at Wrestle Kingdom, and that has to play into something. Um, We've also got, there was going to be Goto and Yoshihashi versus Sonata and Evil. Evil's off the card. He's got a fractured left orbital bone. Uh, Word is he actually broke it at Wrestle Kingdom and has sucked it up and walked it off ever since because he got misdiagnosed at the doctor or something. But that's not happening. It's now going to be Sonata versus Yoshihashi in a singles match. And the other big match of note is a three-way match between junior heavyweights. It's not a title match, (coughs) but you know, it's a one-fall match. <coughs> oh, I take that back. The titles are on the line. My bad. Uh, and Yo, Rapongi 3K are defending against El Desperado and Kanamaru from Suzuki-gun, but also Bushi and Hiromu Takahashi from LIJ. Their tag team name is Los Dos Peligrosos, and uh, people have been real keen about seeing them, too. So... That is actually a title match, so there's a bunch of stuff going on on Tuesday, and that's going to be really, really cool. Um, there's quite a bit of other news, too. They've revealed the brackets for the New Japan Cup, which is going to start on Friday, March the 9th. So they have the anniversary show on Tuesday, and then Friday they jump straight into the New Japan Cup. And... Whoever wins the New Japan Cup gets the challenge for the title of their choice, and all the current champions are not in it. So, you've got Yoshihashi, Kota Ibushi, uh, Kenny Omega's not in it, uh, Naito's in it, Zack Sabre Jr., Yano, Davy Boyce Smith, uh, Sonata, Ishii, Jush Robinson, uh, Tanahashi's coming back and is going to be in it. Uh, a lot of people think he's going to win it because he's coming back from all of his injuries. So whoever wins the New Japan Cup, that's going to be a big deal. Um, they haven't announced anything for Best of the Super Juniors yet except for the date. Um, the last big bit of news is for Strong Style Evolved, which is exactly three weeks from today. Long Beach at the Walter Pyramid. Not a whole lot of a card has been announced, but the problems with the card that they have announced have been kind of a big deal. 
They've only announced three matches, and one of them already looks like it's not happening. Um, there's going to be a tag team match of the Golden Lovers, Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi against the Young Bucks. That's going to be pretty much a set thing. Jay White is going to defend the U.S. title against Hangman Adam Page. So we've got Bullet Club versus Chaos in that. The big, the first match that was announced, though, Rey Mysterio against Jushin Liger is not officially off the card, but it's probably going to be because by all reports, Rey got injured at an indie show the other night and possibly tore a bicep. And word around the campfire is that not only would he be off of Strong Style Evolve, but his signing with WWE would be thrown out the window, so no WrestleMania, no WWE contract for him, should that prove to be true. Um, we don't have an official diagnosis. According to all the reports, Ray himself has said he thinks it's a torn bicep, but he's having it looked at when he gets back home to California, so uh, that match is probably going to be off the table. The last thing to be said here, I know it's made me angry. It's made a lot of people angry. Again, no official confirmation on this, so we could all be wrong. Everybody was expecting to see Chris Jericho versus Naito at Long Beach. In fact, a lot of people thought that Jericho was going to show up at the anniversary show, either cost Naito the match against Tai Chi or jump him again afterwards, one of the two. And then they would have a match at Long Beach. Well, <coughs> places like the Observer and a couple of other places, not New Japan themselves, have said that word is Jericho versus Naito is not going to happen at Long Beach, but rather at Dominion. This would suck for several reasons, and not just because you wouldn't get to see it at Long Beach. A popular viewpoint was that Naito would win the title off of Okada at Dominion. Dominion is in Osaka. Two years ago, Naito won the title off of Okada there. Really short title reign, like two months but it took interference from all of LIJ, including a debuting Sonata, to do it. Osaka's the town that is more closely tied in with the history of Naito as a character than any other place. And so him winning at Dominion and then going into Wrestle Kingdom as champion with Okada winning G1 and challenging for it was what a lot of people were talking about is happening. So if Naito fights Jericho at Dominion, obviously he's not going to win the title there, which basically means he's not getting anywhere near that title until next year's Wrestle Kingdom, if at all. And they may not ever let him do it. So uh, that is not exactly a whole lot of fun for people who were really hoping to see him pull that off. Although the one silver lining to that is if you if you know anything about G1, Masahiro Chono is referred to as Mr. G1. 
he's a guy that Naito totally worships. And over the last year or so, Naito has been referred to as the Chono of his generation, and they made a big deal when he won G1 last year. Chono comes out to the ring and not only congratulates him, but does the LIJ fist bump with him in the middle of the ring. It was like a legit passing of the torch moment. So there's also a theory that they're going to have Naito break Chono's record for the number of G1 tournaments that he wins, and he could actually win G1 a second year in a row, which would give him three. That would be cool, but frankly, after Wrestle Kingdom, I don't trust them to do that. I don't trust them to do anything. I'm just watching and seeing what happens. So, uh, yeah, there's uh, a lot going on between now and June, and uh, we'll see. So if that uh, uh, one match comes true, it's going to be like, are they going to have a card called Glasnost, maybe? Or... <laughs> thing? I like maybe. that. That sounds kind of neat. So you think, do, do you think there's a like storyline? I was going to ask you at the time, but I don't want to cut you off there. Oh, no. Is there enough storyline to like, really establish like the sort of obscure historical reference to probably the majority of fans, but not necessarily enough? <laughs> well, nobody would... That historical reference would not be something that anybody's <clears throat> just going to get off the top of their head unless they're a big you know, history person. But yeah. now that I, I was just trying to find references to 1961 and you know wars and this and that, but it's too perfect of a fit for that character that yeah, I don't know that that's what it's referring to, but that's the line in the song. And it's got to be there for a reason. So uh, if you have you know, the whole concept that Jay White exists to basically destroy all of the structures that we know and rebuild something else, it fits. Um, nobody has to know that to appreciate what he's doing. I mean, he's the one who really lit the match under the implosion of Bullet Club, and with Chaos, it's going to be you know, a longer burn, but it could definitely happen. That's why a lot of people are picking Ishii to win the New Japan Cup because Ishii challenging Okada would be another case of the stablemate. Ishii beat Okada in the G1, uh, not this last one, but the one before that. He never got his title match, and he wouldn't ask for it because they were in a group together. But the fans never forgot about it and kept bringing it up. So... Ishii winning the New Japan Cup and challenging Okada would not be out of the uh, realm of possibility there. Hmm. Well, I'd be interested. I'm definitely actually interested in hearing if, if they do like directly come out and re- reference it in a way that makes it like at some point when they knew the payoff and make it obvious because that's from fucking uh... yeah, that's some academic level shit you don't see in it. In the wrestling very often, that's for sure. Right. <laughs> uh, I think it's cool, but like, like, I am also a history fan, so I have the bias. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Represent history nerds. Woohoo! Yeah, man, that would be that would be kind of cool. Well, if um, it doesn't refer to that, I could not find any other thing that makes sense for why that line is part of his entrance music. 
And yeah. so if, if I'm wrong, I'll totally take back everything. But I seriously think that's what it's about. I can't take back anything. It's the people shit now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you, start a, you start a faction called the Pinko Commies. Be sweet. Yeah. yeah. Get all propaganda, 1960s style on that. That'd be oh, <laughs> all, all of our posters are like Cold War art. Yeah, we'll get all, all of, all of the, the best events of the Cold War. The Bay of Pigs match. <laughs> Proxy War. Oh, man, it'd be so good. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, I'll keep me posted. At least my own bias. I don't know if the other guys... Want to get on historical I, on there? I find it fascinating. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty neat, man. Um, I, I never would have thought I'd hear us talking about Kucherov. Not Kucherov, sorry. And I got hockey on the brain. <laughs> but regardless, yeah. Well, you know, it's. I mean, I, I don't know the character that well, and I know it's a new, fairly new uh, version of Jay White. Mm-hmm. The Switchblade deal, right? Yeah, he came back. Um... <laughs> was it before Wrestle Kingdom, but not much. Yeah, right? just a very. Wrestle Kingdom was his first actual match. They brought yeah. him back like they brought Hiromu Takahashi back. He shows up in November. Yeah, gets involved in yeah. some stuff, and then his first actual match match was the Wrestle Kingdom title match. And yeah, I'll be the first to admit that at his Wrestle Kingdom match, he was still kind of figuring stuff out. It seemed a little bit awkward, but. His match with Kenny Omega, where he won the title, you could see that stuff was just clicking. And the defining moment where I was just like, oh, that's it. I see it. That's that's the switchblade, Jay White, right there. He takes a V-trigger to the face from Kenny Omega and sits up laughing. And it was, yeah, I, I, I know we got kind of used to stuff like that from certain people, but I hadn't seen it in a while, and it was kind of chilling, and part of it is he's got this very young, innocent baby face, which a lot of people said was why this character would never work, but I think that's why the character works, because you look at him and you don't find him threatening at all, but he's the most dangerous guy in the room because he's smarter than everybody else, and everything is a plan. And yeah, it—he's getting it. It—it's really starting to work. He's got kind of an Alice Cooper vibe about his stage presence now that I'm just really, really liking. And if you have a way to check out the last couple of matches, you should totally do it. I—I—I I, I know I watched some of. Uh... Some of his shit, but I haven't seen. I don't know if I've actually even seen a full match, but I remember because he came back or made his debut, not in the ring as a wrestling match, but like wasn't it? It was the Jericho, the same show as Jericho showing up, right? Yeah, uh, New Year's Dash. Yeah. Okay. Cause I definitely saw. I definitely saw a bit of that show, and I know I saw that part because I remember we <laughs> talked about it on the show. So I went out of my way to check that part out. But I don't know if I've actually seen him wrestle since he's has the new character. I know I saw some stuff when he was still doing the uh, the Young Lion deal or whatever. Well, his match with Tanahashi was really good. He dominated about 80% of it. But 
I would look at his title match with Kenny Omega as the moment where everything started to change. And you know, he had a couple of matches after that. Um, he hasn't had that many matches, but find his title match with Kenny Omega and you know, check that because that's where we're going with him. And you can... I know I said it before when he was first coming out. You can see that he worked with Alex Shelley. It's not just because he's got the same finishing move, but a lot of the things that Alex Shelley was so good at, it's rubbed off. Jay White was always good, but this is a different direction. And I'm just, I'm really liking Switchblade Jay White a lot. Well, I'll see. I guess we'll see what happens here. Just, you know, like I said, I mean, oh, but especially about the Soviet Union thing, that's that'd be cool. Get rid of the switchblade and get a fucking sickle, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. No. That that uh, that all sounds fascinating to me. I'm I'm intrigued. Uh, you know what else is intriguing to me? <coughs> JT Land. <laughs> uh, no, I'd say MC Hammer is more intriguing than Hammer. <laughs> Can't touch that. Yeah. At least Hammer don't hurt him. Here comes the Hammer. Have you seen her? Too legit to crush. Have you seen her? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, Virgil and Sheik said, I should I should have been a scientist. Hashtag Black Knight Lightning. That's my name. Don't wear it out. Man, this Uber pool smells like stinky ass. Hashtag WWE Hall of Fame. All in God's plan, baby. Or am I just a footnote? Excuse me, sorry. Betting on this All-Star game, the over-under line is 4.5 on how many All-Stars have spent some quality time with a Kardashian. What should I bet? Help. <laughs> Not much from the Sheik in the last two weeks. That's which is kind of funny. Jabronis, listen. It's just a matter of time that you get your back broken or you break somebody's fucking back. What are you waiting for? Do re mi fa go. Do re mi fa so la ti go fuck yourself. All right. Let's get up the. Let me get the. Kayfabe News, rep, K-A, Kayfabe News. Alrighty, here we go here. Let's take a look. Trump declares Rusev Day a national holiday. Well, you should. Every day is Rusev Day. A look back at Braun Strowman's career in Olympic figure skating. <laughs> Our DVR failed to record elimination cha chambers, so here's what we assume happened. Let's take a look and see what we got here. Women's elimination chamber match. Clearly, Mandy Rose paid her dues and is completely over with fans as top hero, so she came out on top defeating her opponents with a staggering 720 moonsault from the top of the chamber. 
Ronda Rousey contract signing. It was a cordial and effectuous legal proceeding as expected. No tables were harmed. <laughs> Cesaro and Sheamus versus Titus Worldwide. Due to a paperwork error, this match was booked with a 30-second time limit, thereby ending quickly in a draw. Men's Elimination Chamber match. By process of elimination, it was easy to predict who wouldn't win. Clearly, it wouldn't be Roman Reigns. WWE listens to his fan base, and the fans have made it clear they're not interested in Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. John Cena wouldn't win this one because he's already scheduled to face a WWE legend at WrestleMania, Velveteen Dream. <laughs> the man since he's scheduled to be shooting a film, film, the Marine 14. This time it's in space at WrestleMania time. Elias didn't stand a chance because he'll be touring through April in support of his forthcoming album, Tone Deaf Musician Muscle Man in Soldier Town. Finn Balor couldn't win because, I mean, come on, Balor against Lesnar. <laughs> nah. The winner and the man facing Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania was the surprise entrant in the match, CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a way better ending. <laughs> <laughs> Free right. agent seats, seats, seeks WrestleMania opponent via Craigslist. Confirmed. Undertaker definitely either will or will not be at WrestleMania. WWE hangs fast lane sign to give Mid Mid Carter something to point at. There was another one I saw today. I don't know if it was an old one that they just produced or what. Let me see if I can find that. Search. But they tweeted something out earlier. Let me like look for them up. K-A-Y. K-Fabe News. Let's see. Oh, sorry. You should be part Canadian bastard. Oh, here we go. Here we go. This one I like. So they probably they probably made he's probably made himself available now. WrestleMania canceled due to unavailability of Florida. <laughs> yeah, right, right. That uh, was earlier today. I remember that. <laughs> oh, fucking Florida. Trying <laughs> <laughs> to have a fucking duo with you... Kid Rock, I'm sure this year. Mm. I'll find a way. Yeah. Didn't they fucking change the theme song there are recently? I, I, I never listened to it, but I, is it Papa Roach or something? Uh, apparently or it's Papa Roach. Yeah. I haven't paid any attention to it. I think it's probably Born for Greatness, the new song that they released okay. on video. Sounds really. about right. Because I know they will listen to again. Oh, I know. Everything new is old again. That's how it works this time around. <laughs> Watch now. Watch NASCAR on Fox at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Coverage starts now. No thanks. What, 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 what Joe? You got a problem with race car driving? This is Donald Trump's America now. We gonna, we gonna, we gonna watch that all the time now. It's gonna replace the NFL now that they, all they, all they do is kneel. They don't actually play football. They just kneel. Yeah, but they, they actually have the ability to turn right. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, oh man, I I, I I accidentally tuned into a NASCAR race a few years ago, man, and just these announcers are just like telling like explaining the most obvious shit 
Like, they're explaining the heads-up display that shows you who's in what place. Like, huh. I, I'm... Uh, my IQ is above three. I think I get this. <laughs> what we're watching here, these are cars. Yeah, cars right. driving on a track. It's like, Most god damn, man. How... Do, uh, just, uh, how they run on fuel. Like, how well, do you... You know, it's like what Cartman said, did when they did the knock... NASCAR episode. <laughs> we live, right? Yeah. We go like it's like an oval. We can go straight and we turn to laugh. Yeah, NASCAR. <laughs> like 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 how dumb is the target audience that they have to be explained these things? I I, I just well, in, in defense they have to have something to talk about because it's the same thing yeah. over. It's true. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know, man, because like I, I just like I would feel insulted if I were to watch that on a regular basis. <laughs> oh well. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. In episode two F09, when Itchy plays scratchy skeleton like a xylophone, he strikes that same rib twice in succession, yet he produces two clearly different tones. I mean, what are we to believe? Is it some sort of magic xylophone or something? Anyway, this this episode is brought to you by Lindsay's Hot Ham Water. It's watery, yet there's a smack of ham to it. <laughs> <laughs> that right there, my friend, is when the Simpsons jumped the shark. Ah, <laughs> uh, poochie. Ah, <laughs> uh, Cantonese corner with noise. Yeah, it's it's getting kind of late, so. I, I don't really have anything. I had something, but fuck it. It's Domic and Waitonic, please. All right. Done with the news. <laughs> Almost. Almost. G's got something. G yeah. has a game. I have a game. Yeah, it's Men in a Mission Night, the Oscars. So I figure uh, about that. I, I, do... I want to do it. Uh, it's a movie trivia game. I need JT to take on someone because JT has to play because I know he knows movies. You may not know all the answers, but I think JT has a good shot at this. You yeah. have to know. The Miz recently signed. You want in, Mark? Okay, Mark versus JT. All right. The Miz recently signed a contract extension for four years, so at least until 2022. So the questions I'm going to ask you is you have to tell me whether or not his contract will expire before any of the following films' future setting events take place. Okay? So 2022. Does the movie take place after that, before that, or if you really, really think you know your shit, on 2022? Okay? Okay. I get it. Okay, I'll we'll start off hopefully with some layups here. Uh, Mark, we'll start with you, since you're the challenger, because JT does these a lot, and I'm pretty sure he's probably your champion. So you got to put your, your hands around the belt motion. got to do that, okay? <laughs> Brother. Point at the sign. Okay, this is all from Wikipedia, so if any of this is wrong, I apologize in advance. I am trusting an editable, editable source. First movie, Back to the Future Part 2. Mark, does it take place before or after Mrs. Contract will expire? Before. Correct. 2015. Not too far off, though. Okay, JT, you're up. Yeah. The original Transformers, the movie. Oh, that's before. Because it takes place actually in like 2000. It's like 2008. It's like the year. It'd be like between 2005 and 2010. I think it's 2008. Very when close. They say, what they say. You're correct. 2005. Very fucking close. 
Okay, we're gonna we're gonna dig deep here. Christ, you really does know shit. About one and one. Okay, Mark. Uh, this is a this is a classic film, probably Oscar nominated. It's uh, Pam Anderson's uh, Barbed Wire. Uh, before. Correct, but not by much. 2017. I've never even heard of that. <laughs> I, I I have, but I've never seen it. Okay, <laughs> next one up, JC. The original Blade Runner. Oh shit. Um. Oh shit. Hope I am not for one, but I might be wrong. Well, I'm not that familiar with Blade Runner. I've seen it, but I'm not that familiar with it. It's not like one of those ones I've watched 47 times. So I'm going to take a shot in the dark since every everyone you've asked has been before. I'm going to say after. Oh, incorrect. 2019. Next year. Next year. Okay, two for one. Two for one. We got eight rounds, by the way, and I do have a tiebreaker if needed. Okay, Mad Max. Mark, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. After. Oh, two to one. We're keeping the score. 2012. I was surprised by that. I think the original was set in the 80s or something. Yeah, well, it came out in 85. Uh, yeah, I just remember the original's not post apocalyptic like the rest. I try to keep these as tight to the date as possible, too, because some are like, you know, so obvious. It's like you're 3,000 or something insane. <laughs> <laughs> okay, JC, you're up. The, uh, this is Kevin Costner's failure, uh, The Postman. In 1997, it came out. Oh, I was really hoping for Waterworld, too. That's, that's built for this game. I didn't really? put Waterworld in it, but I, I, there's, there's, I, uh, I, I thought The Postman was... would be a little bit more out there, but it's actually not that bad a film. I kind of like yeah. The Postman. I love Waterworld. It's amazing. Yeah, I liked Waterworld, too, to be honest with you. It's just the budget killed it. That's why I got so much shit. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say uh, that one's obvious. I think that's obviously before because it takes place in, isn't it? takes place in like the 1800s or some shit like that. No, apparently this takes place in 2013. Yeah, huh. That's still, still before, though. Well, still I, still, I, still, I still said it was before. So I think, yeah, I you're I right. You get the point. We're tied for two. But yeah, it's actually 2013, believe it or not. Yeah, Crazy, didn't, huh? Didn't Tom Petty make a cameo in that as himself? You know what? I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Again, I guess that's not. I haven't even seen The Postman, so. I mean, I'm going to give points to Costner just for that fucking pop culture <laughs> reference. It's three ways I know. Okay, uh, Mark, you're up. Uh, this is 2013's original version of The Purge. Uh, before. This actually takes place on 2022. This is one. <sighs> Yeah, so so tied at three way at two. <coughs> JT, it's people. It's soil and green. Wait, is that the name of the movie? The name of the movie is Soil and Green. Charlton Heston. I, I, I very I, famous, I, very famous. Soil and Green is people. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, yeah, I thought this was. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I have to be. I'll go. I'll go after, but I've never seen that movie. For shame, sir! It's oh, uh, it's fair. Fair enough. It. it this is another uh, 2022 Mrs. Food. <laughs> okay. 
Now we're going to get a little even more sci-fi there, uh, Marks. I love this film. Great film. Hated on by some, but I think it's awesome. Starship Troopers. After. Correct. Okay, three to two. This one is actually the, the most out there. This is 2,200. I was hoping that might be a tricky one because they use a lot of technology that doesn't seem that far off. So, uh, Okay. JT, I like this one. I think you have a really good chance at this one. Okay, this would be the late, latest setting portrayed in the film, the original Terminator. Okay, so the, the first Terminator. Yeah, pick this one out if you have to. Okay, okay so wait, so, so, so if you're asking, if you're asking about the Terminator, the events, the events of the movie take place before, but the, but he he sent back, but he sent back through time after. And there is a scene, so that's the scene I'm referring to. Where it's, so, it's, so in the future, the fu the scene in the future is after because of the war, the war, it, the. the when when he gets sent back, it's from like 2029. You fucking nailed it, dude. That's that's exactly <laughs> well, here. Well, the, the, that see the Terminator movies, you can't really get me a whole lot of them because that that's like my that's my that spiel right there. You know, you can't yeah. give me too much. And the thing is, that's why I was asking because the thing is, they that that movie series they keep skewing the timeline, so they make it they, they keep they because they, every movie comes out changes the timeline. So that's true. That's, true. that's why we just have to be the original but you fucking like you like got that 100 percent right because that's the year yeah. 2029 so we got a tie three three between you guys and coasters sneaking up maybe in with some pop culture <laughs> never know <laughs> okay you gotta watch out um okay mark <laughs> and i don't know if you've ever seen this you've probably heard of it this is uh jean-claude van damme's time cop <laughs> I bought like four copies of that from Walmart. Oh shit! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, before. That's correct. Okay, four to three. It's two thousand four. Yeah, they they had um, they oh, had. Okay. I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut skin in there. I, I had um, they have they have um the Dolph Lundgren version of the Punisher there for four bucks. <laughs> <laughs> On DVD. I was actually okay back in the day. Good action film. Okay. No, sorry. Okay. Well, speaking of a good action film and science fiction film, JT, another one I think you have a good shot at. X-Men, Days of Future Past. This, is, this one's close. Very close. Is it over or before? Or okay. So, so um, are you talking about the future part or the past yeah. part? Yeah, this is the future, future part. part. Because you're lucky, I you're lucky. I just watched it because I'm not saying I can't say it was. I can't. Oh wait a minute. It's 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 2022 because it was 50 years. It was 50 years because I just watched it recently and they said it was 50 years after. And he goes back to 1970 in the 1970s. So it's either 2022 that happens or 2023. Okay, which one do you want to lock in on? Because one of uh, them is right. I'll, I'll say 2023. Good call. You're, okay, so it's 4 4 now? Yeah. That's two exact dates, so that's pretty awesome. Okay. Um, I can't award style points, unfortunately, because that would be unfair. But uh, that's bonus bonus points on the side there. Two, two well, exact yeah, dates. That's pretty well, awesome. I, 
I had to, I, you know, sometimes they'll say, you know, like, like, okay, I watched um, Jason, Jason X recently. They say it's 500 years in the future. It's actually when it's actually like 440 years in the future. It's not, they're, they're, it, you know, they, they say shit like that. That's why I said it was 50 years because the, the, the past is like 1973, but I'm not sure if they said if it was 2022 or 2023. So that's why okay. I wanted to make sure. So let's do, let's do some lightning around here. Okay. In my head, I'm going to count this three and you're going to have to guess one or the other or know it. Okay, Mark, uh, this is Will Smith. I am a legend. Uh, after. Before. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say after before because it's, it's right around, that was right around the um when the gas started shooting up, and I remember seeing the gas prices at like $7 in that movie. It, it's an estimate that had to take place between 2009 and 2012. Okay, JT, you're up. Butterfly effect. Uh, after. Before, still tied, 4-4. Four, four. Okay, uh, Mark, uh, anime classic, Akira. Ah, oh, Akira is before. You're right. Okay, five yes. four. It's actually, do you know the date? Uh, 2009, isn't it? Uh, it, almost 2019. So. Oh. Remember, it's pretty close. I do okay. love Akira. Five five four. Uh, this is the remake of Paul Heyman classic WWE. Kind of related film with Shane McMahon of Rollerball, JT. Um, I'll, I'll say before. Okay, tied up five five two thousand five. The original was actually set like uh, like almost forty five years ahead though. So. All right, good ones here. No more Arnold. Mark Total Recall. Ah, uh, before, buddy. Before or after? Yeah, before. 2084. 5-5. Okay. Another science fiction Arnold one. JT, The Running Man. Oh, shit. The Running Man. I'm going to say before. Um, I'm going to... Um, um, before. Before. Definitely before. Ooh, okay. You win. You win. It was two, I, somewhere between 2017 2019. Yeah, it was something... I knew it was something longer because I remember the movie. Yeah, I knew it was like 30 man. years Okay. It was, it's like 30 years in the future. That's what. It, that's where. That's where it comes. That's where. I'm glad we didn't go to our tiebreaker because I had never heard of this film. It's a movie called Zombie Strippers. <laughs> oh, I know that one. <laughs> I had never heard of it, but it's, it's not actually porn, but it does star a porn star. I can only imagine what that movie's about. <laughs> is it? Yeah, is Laura Demolition Man wasn't in there. Is Laura Moore in that movie? <laughs> uh, Jenna Jameson's in that one. <laughs> I'm like, well, she was kind of involved in yeah. a little bit. So. Now I know. Now I know. I now I have. I remember that one. I, I I started watching that and never actually finished it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I needed something I thought was like really out there. There's a good chance no one had seen <laughs> for a time because I I wasn't even sure how I was going to do the role. So six to five, and two points for coaster. Sneaking in there, right on. Oh, I, I'm not watching the Oscars tonight, but I think our our worst was better. <laughs> no, I did better than I thought, and that was a very fun game. Yeah, <laughs> I, I enjoyed listening. <laughs> or the, or that could be a regular podcast. Was that? Or from a hockey podcast, like ah. a long con. And I'm like, oh well, the just signed. I, I I can totally do this on our show. So yeah. And then I remembered it was Oscar night, and I'm like, there we go. 
Cool. Okay. Well, that was fun. It's been a while since the game. Alternative facts. Stupid sexy Flanders. Kudos to no fucking buddy JT. Dot, even though we're still buddies. Too bad. Dot, who wants to hear Elias play the same song infinitely? Dot, not me. Dot, yawn. Taller bit little uh, wish yeah. I, I was. Right. I wish I. Dot net. Dot com. Dot USSR. Van Venom Forever. Dot com. It's a BWF mission and we got the goods. Dot here. M. Barkley on a quest. Dot never on my left because my right is my good ear. Dot scenario. Baseless speculation. Dot edu. Angrymarks.com. Bodyslam.net. And of course, Spatula City. Spatula City. Spatula City. And a friendly reminder of some stupid shit you didn't care about in the first place. Don't forget, folks. Oh, except for, except for Booker T's back, sucker. Yeah, get your Brock Lesnar T-shirt. Available now at BookerTees.com. Bailey on Ronda Rousey joining WWE. She ain't gonna take my spot. I er, imagine she'll be a little further up the card than that. <laughs> <laughs> that from that from old Hi Danny on Reddit. <laughs> Hi Danny, love that guy. Yeah, that guy's in our in our news all the time here. <laughs> um, in an interview before her UFC 222 main event title defense last night, Chris Cyborg said she would be willing to face Ronda, Ronda Rousey inside of a WWE ring. In addition, oh. Rousey was inducted into the International Sports Hall of Fame this weekend. Kayfabe. I apologize. I do enjoy some of their headlines, but the marks are turning. Kayfabe news canceled due to unavailability of humor. That from Reddit King U on Reddit. <laughs> They've been getting a lot of hate. I don't know why. It's like I still laugh, but whatever. Well, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Rey Mysterio and Triple H are set to meet about Mysterio's possible return to WWE on a regular basis, as his Royal Rumble appearance was only a one-off very soon. Uh... The Wrestling Observer, I'm going to come back to the Reddit yeah, post yeah. there. Uh, the Wrestling Observer is reporting that Rey Mysterio was injured at a Northeast wrestling show last night and has a torn bicep. Uh, Hulk Hogan is on standby for New Japan Wrestling once again, dude, brother Jack. Yeah, brother. I just got to be careful because my, my kicks are so high, brother. They they go over the damn Japanese's heads, brother. Dude. <laughs> Uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter says, Two dudes whose names you had to just Google to find out who the hell they are were offered WWE contracts. That from Oh Hi Danny. I performed Roman Reigns' truth promo for, for my drama exam today. Ooh-ah! I told my bitch-ass substitute teacher I had no respect for her showing up only when my real teacher is out sick, then went straight to the principal because I respect this business, insider term. I think I passed. <laughs> Because they told me I didn't need to show up again tomorrow, or on any day after. That might be the best one of the week, too. That from Rom22 on Reddit. It's 22 in Roman numerals. <laughs> the USPTO has ruled that all of TNA's trademarks on Broken Matt and the Broken Universe have been, quote, abandoned, making them all his if he wants to register any he doesn't already have. Wonderful. <laughs> WWE may do a great war between Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt akin to Final Deletion at WrestleMania 34. Oh, great war. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, there's an, an infinity war coming out the same month. Yeah, but, the you know, that means they're going to have another one later and they'll have to go back and rename it World War One. <laughs> <laughs> Today is the last day of Big Show's contract. Let's all thank him for his years of hard work with a big please retire chant. 
That from Taxing Champ, uh, Taxing Chimp on Reddit. WWE sent out an email to WrestleMania 34 ticket holders telling them beach balls are banned. Take the beach balls first, go through the due process second, Roman Reigns. Ooh-ah! <laughs> uh, says uh, Dubstep Bane on Reddit. <laughs> Jeez, Dubstep Bane and Talking Chimp look exactly the same. I noticed. It's alleged by Sports Illustrator that Brock Lesnar has already passed his number of contracted dates, which, according to them, is why he no-showed Raw this week. Nah, uh, he just didn't feel like going. I, I don't think he no-showed at all, but apparently... Is that the story they're selling? Did I miss that on the show? No, they said he no. They said he no showed. So Sports Illustrated got worked, or no? WWE okay. said he no showed, and Sports Illustrated is reporting that that's why he no showed. So okay. I, I have no idea. And no, I mean. I don't know either. I haven't, I haven't been following it. <laughs> I don't really care. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just figured out the storyline. Okay, no problem. Main event of WrestleMania, I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> Allegedly, Braun Strowman was pulled from a match with The Miz at WrestleMania so that WWE has a backup plan. If John Bravo and Richard Rodriguez's allegations against Roman Reigns prove so damaging that they have to replace Reigns in the match with Brock Lesnar. Yes. John Bravo <laughs> says that the evidence against Roman Reigns as a purchaser of steroids from convicted drug dealer Richard Rodriguez is coming soon. Coming soon to Suplex City! Home of current WWE champion Brock Lesnar! Seen bouncing on the entrance ramp in the background, tested positive clomiphene and hydroxyclomiphene, uh, which is a met metabolite of clopamine. Uh, excuse me, clomiphene. Clomiphene, I whatever. Clomiphene is an anti-estrogen agent that is typically used after a cycle of steroids. But that's none of my business. Notes G sipping iced tea, iced tea, which hails from Newark, New Jersey. Iced tea, notable actor and musician, frontman of the band Body Count, which is a favorite band of BWF radio co-host JT, a resident of neighboring city and state, Syracuse, New York, where he also once attended a Syracuse Crunch game. The Syracuse Crunch are an AHL team in the world's greatest sport, <laughs> hockey, which a sport which was represented by a number of minor league athletes in the recent Winter Olympics. OAR, the Olympic athletes from Russia, replaced the Russian Olympic team, who were also suspended from competition for doping violations, would ultimately capture a gold medal in the world's greatest sport, which is also expected to be won by Roman Reigns after his title-winning match from Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania in 2018. As a result, steroids make Roman look strong, goddammit. <laughs> the fuck is that button when I need it? <laughs> I'm proud of that one. <laughs> WWE is trying to make Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns as close to a shoot as possible. Shoot, huh? Reality era, huh? Story delegations, huh? No showed raw, huh? Oh, this is gonna be good. I'ma get some popcorn and enjoy the conspiracy theories that are probably coming once Paul Heyman brings up the allegations on a promo on Raw within a month or so. <laughs> Too sweet me, Uski. Uh, am I doing it right? Roman smart panderer reigns. Ooh! -ah! Ass ass in 486 on Reddit. <laughs> Guess what? 
Tammy Sunny Snitch is Stitch has been <laughs> arrested again on a charge of contempt, disobedience, resistance with an initial bail of $2500. She's being held due to a, uh, due to being a fugitive in Pennsylvania for an undisclosed incident. It turns out that Tammy Sunny Stitch already had two DUI arrests in 2018 on January 23rd and February 2nd in New Jersey before her most recent arrest this week. And another news water is wet and JT is drunk. <laughs> oh no. No, oh no, no, I'm not drunk. I haven't had a drink Ooh. in three weeks. Ooh. Uh, so there's more to the story than we actually should be led to believe, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm just I, no, I, I, I trust you, man. I think something uh, it, <laughs> coaster coaster that means it's fifty fifty right, which means Sunny is fifty fifty arrested. Ooh. Kinky. Groot is dead. That's Groot's kid or clone baby or some shit. Move on. Sammy Callahan. This week. Dead. <laughs> Deal with it. Sammy Callahan glenned some dude in the head with a baseball bat on impact. TN whatever. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. It was actually uh it was actually Eddie Edwards. <laughs> I, I saw this clip. Yeah, I saw the, the video. I didn't realize it was Eddie. Eddie Edwards, though. Huh, okay. Yeah, well, uh, and then J- somebody sent it to Jim Cornette, and Jim Cornette's like, who the fuck trained this Sammy Callahan guy? And Sammy Callahan replied like I appreciate your input, Jim. I will just uh, go and cash my check now. <laughs> or some shit like that. You know, like, I'll go enjoy my money I'm making or, you know, whatever. I don't know. Having Braun only pin five people in a row is absolutely burying him, you imbecile. You charlatan. You fucking mark. I can't believe I'm having to explain this. My God, says Flex Manhandler on Reddit. <laughs> what a name. G might not make it to work Monday G might not make it to Monday work due to being trapped in his parking lot that's a fact (laughs) I live here now (laughs) Fox has a television package on the table for WWE that would put Raw on broadcast television and Smackdown on FS1 of course, that's assuming NBC Universal and USA Network doesn't offer WWE a renewal, let alone outbid any of their competitors like Fox, let alone assure, assuming there's an offer on the table at all. Wrestling Observer Newsletter Page's tattoo is actually a shoot on my career. I talk shit and get bit. And by bit, I mean I now accept Bitcoin. <laughs> That'll be point zero zero one zero two eight BTC marks, <laughs> says Wrestling Observer Newsletter subscriber Paul Heyman's ponytail on Reddit. <laughs> In a recent interview, Jeff Hardy announced he will donate his brain to CTE research after he someday passes away, following the word from fellow wrestlers Kevin Nash and RVD that they are doing the same thing. Hardy, my wife read where Kevin Nash announced that, and I said, oh my God, I have to do that. I for sure will do whatever it takes and would love to be a part of that. It's a huge, serious issue in wrestling. Well, Soul's been tearing quads, and we know that's why Kevin Nash is doing anything in his brain. (laughs) Current WWE WrestleMania main eventer Roman Reigns agrees to donate these nuts to your mom's research before death. (laughs) He's bringing all his cousins with him too, Oos. Says Nork on Reddit. (laughs) Oh, I, I do think it's cool that he's doing uh, Jeff Hardy's donating. Yeah, for sure. I that that was just too good. I had to be in there. So 
<laughs> yeah, I watched a video uh, a couple of days ago about uh, a football league where they don't use helmets, and they feel that that is the way to combat CTE in football uh, because players will not lead with their heads. Uh, they'd be far less inclined to do so if they're not wearing helmets. And thus the XFL was born. <laughs> Maybe. Guess we'll find out. All right. Well, then. Anybody have anything else they'd like to add? Nope. All right. Well, then. For at G of the Internet, at Random Redhead, at Mark underscore Noise, at El Generico, at Book Junkie Jaina, I am at Think So Joe. We are at Board Wrestling Fan. That's Board Wrestling Fan without vowels. Facebook.com slash Board Wrestling Fan. You can listen to this podcast every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern live on BoardWrestlingFan.com or download us at iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, BodySlam.net, wherever podcasts are sold. And we'll see you next week. The big dog is in the enclosed pool area. Ooh, ah. Uh...